Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. So tonight I'm just going to talk to you for a little bit um, about the title tonight is What in the world are you thinking? What in the world are you thinking? Life is 10% what happens to us and 90% of how we react to it. So tonight I'm just going to share with you some thoughts on what we are thinking. So I just want to share a little story with you first of all, and that is that you know, when everybody gets their mail, what's the thing that you're most uh, excited about receiving? Bills, right? <laughs> Not really. So um, this last, well, it's probably been about a month ago, I guess, I received an envelope in the mail that I was not excited about. And it was not a bill. I would take a bill any day of the week over this envelope that I received. And you can only guess what it was. Jury duty. You're exactly right. Okay? And on top of that, my court that I was to report to was downtown L.A., where everybody loves to go. And, of course, I was thinking, great, because I know there is no parking right at the courthouse. So I knew I would have to park several blocks away, walk up and down hills to get to the courthouse. Well, as we all know, my knees are in no shape to walk up and down hills, three blocks, to the courthouse. And let's not forget, once you enter the courthouse, those corridors are long. Like, you're walking for a mile, okay? Not really, but it seems like it. So anyway, so I asked for a transfer because I thought, well, maybe they'll give me a transfer to Long Beach or Bellflower or wherever. So I asked for a transfer, and what I received was another summons to another court in L.A. two weeks later. So I was like, whatever, I'll just go with it. But thank you, Jesus, for my wonderful husband. He has been bringing me every morning and dropping me right in front of the courthouse and picking me up every single day. Thank you, Jesus. So with that being said, when I received this, I was just so like, no, not again, because it seems like they keep calling me every year. Like, I get called all the time, it seems like. So I was like, no, I don't want to do this. So I show up. We go into the juror room where everybody's gathered. And the clerk comes out, and she says, thank you all for being here today. Um, you know, this is your, you know, service to your whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, the story they say. And then she said, raise your hand if you're happy to be here today. And not one person out of 253 people raised their hand. 
Well, thank God everybody was being honest. And then she said, again, if you're happy to be here today, raise your hand. I'm like, duh, lady. Like, you really think you're going to get a different response? (laughs) Who wants to be here? Nobody. And everybody's being honest with you right now. None of us want to be here. So then she said, let me help all of you. There are a lot of people that would love if they could be here today, but they can't. You all woke up this morning. You were all physically capable of getting here. You are all sitting here right now breathing. She said, now let me ask you, how many of you are happy to be here today? And of course, pretty much every hand in the room went up. Why? Because she helped us change our thought process. So we were all looking at it as a negative. I know I was, being totally honest. I didn't want to be there. But when she laid it out to us that way, I realized, wow, God, thank you. But then I went a step further and I started thinking, thank God that Randy was able to drop me off and pick me up. Thank God I was not walking down those corridors on crutches. And again, then I just got on a roll. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And wow, did that make a difference in what I was thinking and feeling. Pessimism leads to weakness and optimism leads to power. William James said. Romans 12, 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Why does he say that we need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And when I think about that, I'm thinking, well, maybe it's because we are all affected by the things that happen to us and situations. So something could happen to you today, and you could have been, you know, whistling, skipping through the tulips, and then something happened in your day And isn't it funny how quickly we forget that we were just whistling and skipping through the tulips. And this one thing, somebody could say something, somebody could do something, a situation happens, and everything changes for us. But he says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we must daily renew our minds. So it does matter what you think, and it does matter what thoughts you entertain. We even have to be careful of what we say to ourselves. Sometimes people are more concerned about what other people are saying to them. Well, I beg to differ with you because sometimes you're saying stuff to yourself you shouldn't be saying. Are you partaking in negative self-talk? Nobody likes me. I know they're talking about me. I can't do that. That'll never happen for me. Things will always be this way. 
Why try? I know I'm going to fail. I'm so ugly. You'll always have debt, so you may as well just spend all your money. You're so fat. You're so skinny. Failure's my middle name. How in the world could God love somebody like me? I'll never get well. Guess I'll just live with this situation because it's always going to be this way. Let's review our lesson text. Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Renew your mind. Rewind. Reset. Change your way of thinking. Stop being addicted to struggling just because you grew up that way and get addicted to success and generational poverty. You can break that. So don't let fear hold you back. Five things that we need to quit right now is trying to please everyone. You're wasting your time. Fearing change, change happens all the time. Living in the past, there's nothing you can do about it. Putting yourself down, stop it. Don't do that. And overthinking, because what you think matters. Why? Why is it that what you think matters? And it's because it is your perception of your reality. So what we think and how we think does affect our entire life. You can think your way into depression, or you can think your way into happiness and joy. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Like, does that get any clearer? Whatever I'm thinking in my heart, so am I. So are you, okay? So why in the world do we think we know what other people are thinking? Are you in their minds? I have a hard enough time trying to control my own mind. I have no time to worry about what somebody else is thinking in their mind. Why do we even entertain that? Oh, I'm sure they're thinking this or that or the other. No, you know, they're probably really not. But we think that, right? Again, we're thinking these thoughts that other people, I, I know they're thinking that about me. No, they're not. Who told you they were? Are you in their head? Do you know that that's what they're thinking? No, you don't know, do you? But why is it? Because the enemy can insert fear, he can insert negative thoughts and feelings and, oh, yeah, I know if I do this, they're going to think that. Or I know they're already thinking this about me. And it was just, how do you know? Well, it was just the way they looked at me. <laughs> I just know. Do you know I've been told so many times that I 
you know, am saying something or looking a certain way and people perceive it as something that isn't what I meant at all, or I wasn't even thinking that, like I could honestly say, no, I wasn't even thinking that. So let's not worry about what other people are thinking because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Even if they were, it doesn't matter. So I want to ask you a question tonight, and I really want you to think about this question. When a sculptor or an artist creates something, who puts the value on the piece? The creator or the viewer? When a sculptor or an artist creates something, who puts the value on the piece? The creator or the viewer? The answer to that is the creator. So guess what? You have no right to put a value on me. Only God can do that. Nobody has a right to put a value on you. Only God can do that because he created you. But again, why is it that we value so much what other people are thinking about us? My value and my self-worth only comes from him. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks about you. It only matters what God thinks about you. But yet we spend so much time entertaining thoughts in our minds of other people's opinions about us. 1 Peter 2.9 says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I love the word peculiar. None of us are alike. We're all different, and thank God for it because that's what makes it so fun and exciting, and that's what I love is that we're all different. We all bring something different to the table, and I love that. God made us peculiar, unusual, funny, different, distinct. We have different characteristics about us. Why are we allowing other people to sit in God's seat and value us? He made us, not them. Therefore, they don't have a right unless we allow it. Who cares what people think? Honest to God, I don't care. And everybody who knows me knows I could care less what anybody thinks about me. I only care what God thinks about me. Psalms 139.14 says, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. If you're ever talking negative self-talk to yourself, I want you to write this scripture down. I want you to say it to yourself every day. I want you to tape it to your bathroom mirror because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. I know who made me, and I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalms 139.14, 
write it down, and I want you to speak that to yourself every single day. I choose to spend my time with positive thoughts. I am an overcomer. I have been bought with a price, the precious blood of the lamb. I know I can do it. Nothing's impossible with God. Next year at this time, I will be in a better financial position. By his stripes, I am healed in Jesus' name. I am loved with an everlasting love. I am important to God. He thought I was worth dying for. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Winston Churchill said, a positive thinker sees the invisible, feels the intangible, and achieves the impossible. Well, as we all know, when Jesus is your God, all things are possible. Take responsibility for your own happiness. The value is too great to place in the hands of someone else. Why do people look to other people for their happiness? Don't do that. Happiness has such a high value, and it's up to you to cherish it. Make sure that your thoughts are constructive, practical, useful, pragmatic, productive, helpful, worthwhile, beneficial, effective, optimistic, hopeful, confident, always looking forward, cheerful, assured, and upbeat. So you know what? We all spend a lot of time in our heads. Why not make it a wonderful place to be? Right? True. The pessimist says the glass is half empty. The optimist says the glass is half full. The psalmist says my cup runneth over. Psalms 23.5. So the only one that can assess my value is the one who made me. And you know, it's interesting because there's three passages of scripture, Matthew 22, 37 through 40, Mark 12, verse 30, and Deuteronomy, verse 6. And they basically all say the same thing, but I'm going to read to you Matthew 22, verses 37 through 40, and I, Renee, I did not give this as a slide, but I'm going to read it. Matthew 22, 37 through 40 said, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And verse 40. On these two commandments hang all the laws and the prophets. And in Mark 12, 30 and Deuteronomy 6, 5, again, it repeats the scripture, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. So it wasn't just in there one time. It's way more than one time. But again, you have the power to control your thoughts. And where we get in trouble is when we allow our thoughts to run wild 
or we're entertaining other people's thoughts in our own mind because we're so sure that they know what we're, you know, that we know what they're thinking. No, you don't. So you know what? Don't waste your time there. But truly, it's so important that we get control of our minds. Because as I said, you can think yourself into depression or you can think yourself into happiness and joy. And I'm not going to lie to you. I've been depressed before I have. And then I'm like, wait a minute. This isn't me. Why? I'm feeling like really down right now and I'm feeling bad. And then I'm like, oh, no, you don't. No, 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 no. I'm in control here. And you know what I do? I flip that around. And uh, could it be that you're in a bad situation? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But guess what? I have the power to change my thinking. And as soon as we change our thinking, and you know what? I'm blessed. God's been so good to me. You know what? Thank God I'm breathing. Thank God I am not in a hospital right now. Thank God I'm in the house of God. Thank God I have a wonderful church to go to. Thank God I have a wonderful family. Thank God I have a beautiful church family. I'm abundantly blessed. And all of a sudden, it's gone. Why? Because I changed my thinking. And again, if we get control of our mind, we're going to be in good shape. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Not a part. Back in here somewhere, oh, I love God, but over here I'm entertaining these negative thoughts. It didn't say part of my mind. It said all my mind. So guess what? We're all human, and we're going to have times that, again, because we're human, we're going to maybe start thinking negative, or maybe our faith fails just a little bit. Well, God, I wonder, can you, will you? But then I'm going to get control of my mind, and I'm going to say faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And I'm going to tell you something else. Man, use the word of God. It's a weapon. And honey, I'll quote scripture to myself all the time. And you know what I do? I'll say it out loud because I want the enemy to hear. I know what the word says and I'm standing on it. Thank you very much. Get control of your mind and you're going to have a happy, wonderful life. God bless you. I love you all. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast and may God bless you.